Hello, welcome, welcome back. I'm sitting on my terrace now, it's 9am and the sun is so lovely, like morning sun gives such a different feeling than the afternoon one, don't you think? Like, it's so soft. <laughs> First one or two hours after the sunrise are the best, I guess. And I hope that this sunny energy will stay with us for the whole episode today. <laughs> and if you are in a country with a real, real winter, I hope that somehow you can get um, some of these sunny vibes from me now. <laughs> and how cool would it be if we actually could um, transport or like send a bit of our energy to those who need it? that you could feel right now uh, the same rays of um, of sun, of the sun on your face as I am feeling right now. <laughs> um, well, okay, um, let's continue soaking up the sun and start with today's topic, which is the trap of self-improvement. So I fell in love with the idea of self-improvement a few years ago before I even knew the terms like self-improvement, self-help, personal growth, personal development or productivity. And I was so fascinated by how one can improve their life by making changes in daily routines, choices and habits. And they told us that we can become new, better versions of ourselves if we focus on doing the inner work. And I have to admit, I am guilty of saying that too. Since high school, I have been improving my life because I wasn't satisfied with what I had. I always felt like I could do better, learn more and achieve more. And nothing was ever enough. And I remember first, um, I remember when um, in my first year at the university, I was so obsessed with being productive as fuck and utilizing my time to the maximum. I used to wake up at 5 a.m. to um, be at the gym at 6 a.m. to do the workout before my classes started and spend very often 10 hours at the university from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., sometimes till 8 p.m. And in the meantime, I also wanted to use my time in the most efficient way possible, (laughs) meaning um, I didn't like chatting with my friends for two hours if we had a break between classes. I always had a book with me to read or some grammar exercises to do in a language I was learning at that moment. I was obsessed with being productive and being productive was more important than my friends. I saw hanging out with them as a waste of time. Like, yeah, it was fun, but do you know how many pages of a book you can read instead? (laughs) I started to feel tired of this way of living, I think, at the end of 2018, when I moved to Greece as an exchange student and where I, where I was introduced to a completely new, for me, way of living. At the beginning, it was quite 
difficult for me to adjust because I always wanted to have everything planned and organized in ahead, especially at the university. And in Greece, well, uh, they weren't so obsessed with getting stuff done as soon as possible, uh, at least um, in my experience. And with a very small amount of classes, tasks and studying, I had a lot of free time and it was a nice change comparing to the life I had back in Warsaw. During the first two months, I still tried to keep my bullet journal and wake up at 6am to have a productive day though. But at some point I was like, what am I doing? Why can't I just enjoy life? Why can't I slow down? So I did. I started to worry less about my university and I dropped the desire of being well prepared for each class and exam. And what I observed was that I didn't have to care that much to get the results I want. I can chill a bit and still get my work done. So it was the same outcome without losing my mind on a way. And when I came back to Poland after a few months of living this chill Greek lifestyle, I changed my Warsaw life as well. I started to care less about university and being productive all the time because I was just so tired of it. I saw that there is a different way of living and that productivity doesn't necessarily equals equal happiness. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I love living abroad so much. Because you can really see how different everyday life can look like if you just change a country and that um, the way your culture is developed doesn't mean you have to live this way if you don't like it. It was a a really eye-opening time for me, as it always is. Um, Because in Poland, I guess, we glorify the work meaning the more you work, the better, that we don't have time to celebrate life, to take long breaks, to learn how to appreciate a moment. And maybe this is why I developed the belief that having fun is a waste of time and I should be always doing something. And not just something, something productive, of course. Even if it was a time for resting, meaning a time to watch a movie or read a book. I always chose the one that could teach me something. Um, and it's kind of sad that I don't read for pleasure, that books I read always have somehow um, have to touch the, the subject of becoming successful, of managing your time, of becoming better. And now, when I look back at my life, (laughs) I'm not dying yet, (laughs) but when I look back, um, when I was like 19, 20, or even uh, in high school, um, I see I ruined my social life. I used the excuse of being shy and introverted, introverted, 
But now I know it was because of the lack of self-worth. I didn't understand why anybody would like to hang out with me because in my eyes I was shy and boring. So I would rather spend this time improving myself in any area possible. From changing my physical appearance through crazy strict diets and workouts to learning new skills and having multiple hobbies. And what I'm thinking now that maybe this is the reason why I have so many passions. I never felt like I knew enough and I felt like I was missing out if I didn't try that new idea out. And now I'm so overwhelmed by all the things I'm interested in. I don't know on which to on which to focus on, which one I truly want to master. I felt in a trap of self-improvement because I felt like world was full of possibilities and if I can become a better me, why not? And after all these years of working on myself, I don't feel like I succeed. I still notice so many areas to improve. But only recently I have started to notice that I have a problem. Addiction of self-improvement. And at this point it's not helpful anymore. It slowly kills me from the inside. Instead of being proud of how far I have come, I see more and more areas to develop. So if you are in an early stage of self-improvement, if you feel excited and motivated and you see this whole process in crazy bright colors, I am here to warn you. Be careful. I think there should be a guide for self-improvement or something like a welcome face or something that prepares you and clarifies your motivation before you even enter this exciting yet scary world. So let's start from the beginning. I think that before going on this self-improvement journey, we should start with a very simple question. Why? Why am I doing it? Why do I want to improve myself? Why do I need improvement? Also, I have this idea about levels. I think that in the past I started from minus one. So like I thought I was below the social norm, whatever it even means. Like I wasn't enough. This is why I needed to become a better version of myself. I wanted to achieve the, the level one. But if we initially start from level zero, let's say we are normal. <laughs> However, nowadays I'm starting to hate this word, but I hope that um, that you get what I mean. Let's say like it's level basic. So basic is good enough. You are happy, but you want an upgrade. You want to hop on level one, not because you don't like what you have now, but because you just want to vibe higher. (laughs) 
So another question here to ask is, am I making these changes from a place of love or from a place of hate? Do I want to change myself because I love myself or because I hate myself? Because what I'm trying to say today is not that change is bad, self-improvement is bad, you need to be the way you are now and that's all. No, I think that it's just that a lot of us choose this path for the wrong reasons. I think I heard uh, this analogy used in the fitness world, um, this question, do you work out because you hate the body you have now and you want to be skinnier so you can finally accept yourself? Spoiler alert, unfortunately it doesn't work like this. <laughs> Trust me, being there, done that. Or do you work out because you love your body and you want to keep it in a good shape to be healthy and strong? And how different you feel when you come from a place of hate versus a place of love. And how different it sounds. I do it because I hate myself and I need to change as soon as possible. Or I do it because I love this fabulous person I see in the mirror each day and I deserve to be treated in a loving way. So when you find yourself in the self-improvement trap, take a moment to find out which statement is true. I want to be better or I'm not good enough. Are you doing it because you want to fix something or because you want to grow? Because there is a very fine line between self-improvement and self-destruction. And at this point of life, I feel like self-improvement is killing me. Sounds kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> let's keep in mind that in this podcast we talk about this weird period when you're between 20 and 30 years old and have no idea what's going on. So everything is possible here. Even self-improvement can make you actually feel more miserable. Sweet, sweet life. In one article... I read recently they tried to convince the readers that uh, self-improvement first enhances strengths, second improves mental health and third heals relationships. That basically you can become a better version of yourself. Well, as a person with a huge experience in this area, let me put my two cents here. So first... Self-improvement is supposed to make you stronger. As they say, do I feel stronger now? Hmm. Actually, I do, but it didn't come from self-improvement. It came from doing things I was afraid of. Of taking risks, of trying new things, of being open for new experiences. Even when I thought I was too shy, too weak to do that. So I think that I became stronger because of experiencing life 
of stepping out of my comfort zone, of making uncomfortable or scary decisions. And it didn't necessarily have to deal with self-improvement in its basic definition. Um, the second point was self-improvement improves mental health. Well, I'm not sure if done properly, yeah, it may play a significant role in improving your mental health. But if you come from a scarcity mindset, from a place where you don't value yourself enough, as I did, it mainly shows you the gaps, the areas for further development. And you don't really feel mentally healthy. You gain more knowledge and awareness on this topic, but you don't necessarily get answers or solutions. You just expand your knowledge and very often you have more doubts and questions than at the beginning. And it may lead you to a quite scary place where you don't know where to seek help or how to get out of it. Okay, and then third, we had self-improvement heals relationship. Does it really? Personally, I don't think it heals a relationship if you are the only person on this journey and the other uh, person, the other people around you remind the same because you just start to feel more different, more disconnected from them, like you are on another level now and you cannot understand each other that well anymore you begin to notice more and more differences between you and people you hang out with Um, is that helpful Hmm. i would say that self-improvement journey can get very lonely at some point because not all your friends will be obsessed with productivity or mind hacks and that's completely fine the problem is that at some point you just don't feel like you fit in anymore. And self-improvement shouldn't be the reason why you end your relationships, you know what I mean? Um, so these are the conclusions, these are the thoughts I got from my experience of self-improvement. Obviously it doesn't have to sound that dramatic in every case, just... Keep that in mind, please. Um, I wanted to share it because maybe some of you may feel this way. And uh, I created this podcast so you can have someone you can relate to. Just listening listening to this episode and saying, same sis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so... What's now? (laughs) Well, I think I won't be trying to improve myself for a while. I won't create a morning routine as they recommend. I won't keep a bullet journal. I won't have a habit tracker. Because I'm just tired of constantly measuring and tracking my progress. I thought it was a great way, a great tool to become better, but it's an addiction, it is sick, and I want to get out of this trap, so 
no more self-help books for me, no more articles and videos about habits of highly successful people, no more pushing myself just for the sake of pushing. Yeah, because like, I think very often I just did things for the sake of doing them. Was I really improving myself or was I just filling my calendar? Well, it doesn't mean though that I will be laying in my bed 24-7. I will still develop my passions and continue learning things I'm interested in in but without this sick mindset of fixing myself so if you have noticed some of these unhealthy patterns in in your life too maybe it's time to reflect and pause because there is nothing wrong in taking a step back when you realize that instead of improving you are destroying yourself. And recently I've realized that I don't need more books, more articles, more courses about how to become better, how to uh, have a more successful life, how to enjoy my life more. Because when you learn how to spend time with yourself and truly listen to your inner voice, you realize that all the answers are really inside you. And just because millions of people say that you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and have very complicated morning routine to be productive um, and that will make you successful, it doesn't really mean that it will work or that it has to work for you maybe by reading to by reading so many books and just seeking information outside we actually give the power to others to mm, create our reality and because we don't trust ourselves enough i guess uh like in the past i didn't believe that my um, feelings or opinions are important or powerful enough and I can make my own choices, own own decisions. You know that everything they said in books or courses is better because it is something where it it is uh, written by somebody uh, with a PhD or some, somebody with a huge experience, with experience greater than me, so they are obviously right. No. I think I was just too scared to go my own way <laughs> and take my own decisions and design this everyday life the way I want to. But now <laughs> I woke up <laughs> Uh, and I uh, see these toxic patterns and um, they are not serving me anymore. So just some words for you. Maybe you notice similar behavior and maybe you can wake up. Maybe you want to wake up as well uh, and connect to your inner power. (laughs) 
yeah so that's all for the second episode (laughs) thank you so much for listening uh take care and until next week